Crystal Craven, a singer, a songwriter, and a worship leader who's passionate about sharing what God inspires. And this is your weekly devotional. Luke 8, 5-8 says, A sower went out to sow his seed. And as he sowed, some fell along the path and was trampled underfoot, and the birds of the air devoured it. And some fell on the rock, and as it grew up, it withered away because it had no moisture. And some fell among thorns, and the thorns grew up with it and choked it. And some fell into good soil and grew and yielded a hundredfold. As he said these things, he called out, He who has ears to hear, let him hear. Now, this parable is not only good for understanding what Jesus describes as one who is saved and unsaved, but it's also good for the saved to understand our role as laborers in God's harvest land, which we are going to dig into more next week. This week, um, if we just take a quick look at this parable with Jesus's explanation even further down in verses 9 through 15, when he explains the parable to his disciples, we can clearly see that there's only one situation in which one is saved. It's a heart of good soil which bears fruit. It may seem rather exclusionary, you know, to claim that there's only one of these four hearts are actually saved, but the way to Jesus is indeed straight and narrow. Now, let's just look at these different soils one by one. So this pathway soil, Jesus describes this person as one who heard the word, But the devil came and took away the word from their hearts so that they may not believe and be saved. This is one that would often be described as being hard-hearted because the pathway in which the seed fell on was hard and it didn't allow the seed to get buried into the ground at all and it was just simply trampled and devoured. So this one's easy to see. This is just someone who's, you know, not saved. Um, The next one, the rocky soil. Jesus describes this person as one who has a joyful reception upon hearing the word, but without moisture, there are no roots and they eventually fall away. The Holy Spirit is, you know, our moisture and it, he helps us to establish those deep roots in Jesus. So without roots and moisture, there is no real life. Now in vegetable gardening, you expect to see seed leaves grow rather quickly Um, But however, every gardener knows that until a seedling's true leaves have grown, it's not actually considered a viable plant. If a seedling only ever grows seed leaves and it never grows true leaves, you wouldn't say your plant died. You'd say your seedling never took. So in the same way, the seeds that fall on rocky soil, it just isn't established. It never actually takes. Now, Unfortunately, anyone that is in this category may end up being under the impression that because they know about God and they had a joyful or maybe even like a very emotional salvation experience, that they are indeed saved. But Jesus also spoke this uh, in Matthew 7, 21 through 23, when he said, Not everyone who says to me, Lord, Lord, will enter the kingdom of heaven, but the one who does the will of my Father who is in heaven. On that day, many will say to me, Lord, Lord, did we not prophesy in your name and cast out demons in your name 
and do many mighty works in your name? And then I will declare to them, I never knew you. Depart from me, you workers of lawlessness. Now, let's real quick, we'll move on to the thorny soil um, and discuss this even just a little further. Uh, Jesus describes a person with a thorny soil heart um, as one who hears, but then ends up being choked out by cares and riches and pleasures in life, um, in which they just don't produce any fruit at all. In some translations of this, um, it says something to the effect that their fruit doesn't mature or, you know, they bring no fruit to maturity. But when we look at the original Greek, it actually makes it very clear that there is not, it's not a maturity thing. It's just a complete lack of fruit altogether. Um, and then John makes this point very clear in 1 John 2, 15 through 17, when he wrote, do not love the world or the things in the world. If anyone loves the world, the love of the Father is not in him. For all that is in the world, the desires of the flesh and the desires of the eyes and the pride of life is not from the Father, but is from the world. And the world is passing away along with its desires, but whoever does the will of God abides forever. So anyone in this category may as as well be under the same impression as the rocky soil people that because, you know, maybe they're going to church or they're doing Christian activities, that they are saved. But Jesus, again, made it very clear that fruit is the evidence of truly being his and that fruit is not gathered from thorn bushes. And he specifically said that in uh, Matthew 7, 16, and then also in verses 19 through 20, when he said, you will recognize them by their fruits. Are grapes gathered from thorn bushes? or figs from thistles. Every tree that does not bear good fruit is cut down and thrown into the fire. Thus, you will recognize them by their fruits. So it is very clear that these uh, two middle soils, the rocky and the thorny soil, that while they may be deceived about their salvation, they are not truly saved. Now, he describes very clearly here um, the one who is saved, right? And he describes them as having a good soil and that they produce fruit. Uh, they hear the word, they hold it fast and honest and good heart, and they bear fruit with patience. Now, this concept is written about throughout the New Testament. Um, I'll share a couple of verses with you in Hebrews. Hebrews 3.6 says, Christ is faithful over God's house as a son, and we are his house, if indeed we hold past our confidence and our boasting and our hope. Uh, and then in Hebrews 3, 12 through 14, it says, Take care, brothers, lest there be in any of you an evil, unbelieving heart leading you to fall away from the living God. But exhort one another every day, as long as it is called today, that none of you may be hardened by the deceitfulness of sin. For we have come to share in Christ, if indeed we hold our original confidence firm to the end. So it is in this holding fast that we abide in Jesus and we turn, uh, in turn, we end up producing fruit. Uh, but apart from Jesus, we cannot be saved. You know, Jesus again made it abundantly clear when he said in John 15, 4 through 5, abide in me and I in you. As the branch cannot bear fruit by itself unless it abides in the vine, neither can you unless you abide in me. I am the vine, you are the branches. 
Whoever abides in me and I in him, he it is that bears much fruit, for apart from me you can do nothing. So this comes down to we've seen the four different types of heart soils that Jesus explained. So then we need to turn that inward and apply it to ourselves and look at the, the soil of our own heart. So in light of these, what would you say the soil of your heart is? Now, don't answer this like flippantly or quick. You know, again, there are going to be people that, that go to church, you know, they, they do the church activities. They, they say, Lord, Lord, but in the end, they didn't actually have the soil they thought, or maybe they just didn't inspect the soil of their heart. So it is important to take the time to actually inspect this, examine yourself. And now this isn't to say that, you know, you're never going to stumble, you know, because we all do. Um, But this is a heart check for those who maybe seemingly are doing all the right things, you know, and like, like you go to church and you abstain from blatant sins, you memorize some Bible verses and things like that. Um, But this just calls for a time to inspect whether you're holding fast to the word of God and growing in Jesus and bearing fruit. Now, if you're new in the Lord, your fruit may not have necessarily sprouted yet, but are you spending time every day abiding in Jesus? You know, or has that joy of the good news already faded and the cares and the riches and pleasures of the world already just grabbed your full attention again? If you claim to be in Christ for any length of time, um, and yet you're noticing that your joy that you first had has just faded, or that you care more about riches and worldly pleasures, or that you simply aren't abiding, you know, and you're not producing fruit, I really want to encourage you, take heed to what Jesus told the church in Sardis in Revelation 3. He says, I know your works. You have the reputation of being alive, but you are dead. Wake up and strengthen what remains and is about to die, for I have not found your works complete in the sight of my God. Remember then what you received and heard. Keep it and repent. If your examination of yourself has been found that you indeed have a good heart soil, I really just simply want to encourage you to keep on walking strong in the Lord. And just as Paul and Silvanus and Timothy encouraged the saints in Thessalonica, I want to encourage you with what they wrote in 1 Thessalonians 5, 16-24. He says, Rejoice always, pray without ceasing, Give thanks in all circumstances, for this is the will of God in Christ Jesus for you. Do not quench the spirit. Do not despise prophecies, but test everything. Hold fast what is good. Abstain from every form of evil. Now may the God of peace himself sanctify you completely, and may your whole spirit and soul and body be kept blameless at the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ. He who calls you is faithful. He will surely do it. For blogs, written devotionals, and originally written songs, visit crystalcravenmusic.com. And that's crystal with a K.